This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Today, Michael Zuber with my co-host, Happy. Oh, you're tired? Oh, it's okay. I uh, hope you're having a wonderful day. It is, what is it, September 8th, and it is Wednesday. And again, this is your daily financial news. This is a new show that we've been doing together for more than two years. Yes, daily means daily, weekends, holidays, birthdays, all of that stuff. If you're interested in getting your kind of financial update in a little 10 to 12 minute uh, clip, go ahead and hit subscribe. Uh, We will be here every day for you around 730. Uh, In addition to that, I have a question for you today. I want to know something from my audience. I had an interesting conversation with Omar yesterday, one of my multimillionaire experts we speak to weekly for you. And one of the topics that we tackled was potentially 30-year money, or what I call the 30-year mortgage, potentially going under 2%. So my question for you, what do you see happening first? Do you think we touch 2%, maybe let's call it 1.99, or 4% first? Which one do we touch first? We just got an update today from the Mortgage Brokers Association. The average 30-year mortgage stayed flat at 3.03%. So I want to know from you, what do you think happens first? Do we hit 1.99 on the 30-year mortgage owner-occupied best credit, or do we hit 4% first? I don't know. I'm just curious. What do you think? Leave comments below, 1.99 or 4%. I'd love to hear from you. So a couple of quick things. Uh, I got some comments yesterday around some of my videos about, hey, what are you doing in this real estate market? You tell us this, you tell us that, what's going on? Well, I don't think I have kind of changed my mindset, but let me just summarize what I have brought over the last month or so. First and foremost, uh, the big change, not really a change, the big update from last week is I think rates will stay low longer. I did expect the August uh, employment numbers to be be weak, but not atrocious. They were god-awful uh, last week. So that gave us rates lower longer. That is really the only change, in my opinion, about the real estate market. Uh, besides debt being cheaper longer, I think we have rising inventory. On that end, we got updates today. Where is it? Home inventory rose again. This is pen- These are available homes for sale. They went up 5.7% month on month. That is after going up 8.8% and 10.4% the month before that. So the trend is intact. Housing slowdown is real, right? So as inventory rises, uh, what we are going to have is the ability for the folks that do the work, you're going to be able to create great deals. That's what my students are doing. That's what my students in my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, are seeing. They're doing the daily work and they are finding great deals, right? They are finding motivated sellers. They are finding sellers that want to sell before the year is over. 
But just because a few people find great deals does not mean I've changed my opinion about a crash or a reduction or a moderation or whatever the heck you want to call it. I do not see housing prices going down. I do see, because I see a housing slowdown, housing prices moderating. We're going to go from 100 miles an hour to 25. It may feel slow, but it's far more normal. So again, housing market, cheaper debt longer, inventory up. Uh, more inventory means we have a chance to finally find motivated sellers. The last year or so junk, we're selling at retail. I've been doing this 20 years. That is not normal. But what we are going to do as real estate investors is we are going to be able to create great deals between now and the end of the year better than we have in the last 18 months. But it's only going to be you that do the work. If you're just gambling and looking once a day or looking once a week, good luck. But again, so that's what I think. No crash. We're going to go from 100 miles an hour to 25, which means we're going to go from 20% appreciation to 4 but no crash. So hopefully that makes sense. I think a lot of my long-term viewers realize where I'm at. Maybe some of the newer members, my daily financial news, maybe you think I'm jumping all over the board, but I really have not changed my opinion uh, other than debt will be cheaper longer, which again is actually great news, right? And I think that's maybe what some of the viewers might have think. My excitement about cheaper debt, maybe they, they misinterpreted that as prices falling. So again, I don't think I've changed my opinion, but I'd love to hear from you. If you see me, you know, waver, leave comments below. Call me out, call me out on it. Let's let's have a discussion. I don't mind. So a couple of things going on today. Looks like car manufacturing. I did did a little bit more digging on this. GM, Ford, Chrysler have all come out and are essentially shutting assembly lines. The chip shortage is not going away. Most of them now say this is going to go on till 2024. Wow. I don't know when Jerome Powell stopped saying transitory, but I'm guessing transitory is not two and a half years, but who knows? It, he's using the word, so I guess he gets to define it. But again, they are stopping production. They are raising prices. Again, inflation. Uh, and uh, they're seeing the impact. Ford's sales in August down 33%. They just don't have the inventory. They have the demand, but no inventory. Again, one of the things I uncovered, I think it was yesterday, perhaps the day before, is the move to electric cars has exacerbated the chip issue. I had not known that. I had thought somebody, some country was double, triple, quadruple ordering, and there was like a lot of chips sitting in this you know, empty warehouse somewhere. Wrong. Apparently, a gas-powered car typically requires 300 chips, where an electric vehicle can require 3,000 chips. So if the fabs weren't being built ahead of time, we've, we, we are where we are. So kind of interesting. Looks like China is trying to shed its communist roots and China is trying to go socialist. Uh, China, I've read some more data about this China program called Common Prosperity. It's a sexy title, Common Prosperity. Their goal is to build a modern socialist country that is prosperous, strong, democratic, culturally advanced, and harmonious. That all sounds great. When I think of China, though, I don't think democratic. Did they just throw that in there because they 
They wanted to see if we were like, what, what, what is like, not like the others? Really? China? Democratic? Go figure. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Mortgage demand, as I said, uh, rates stayed the same, 3.03. We get these reports on Wednesdays. Uh, looks like refi demand was down 3% week on week. Uh, it was down 4% year on year. Looks like purchase, purchase demand, flat week on week. It was down 0.1, so we call that flat. Uh, but it was down 18% from last year, so uh, quite a drop from last year. Again, home inventory is up. It's up 5.7%. That's after 8.8 and after 10.4. Uh, but again, we're sitting right about 1.3, 1.35, when we should be closer to 3 million. Uh, wages. Uh, again, if you've been watching my channel for any length of time, you know I'm particularly, I guess, excited about wages because I did a report on the 50-year uh, history of real estate and wages are a huge driver of real estate values. Well, it looks like we've been able to peel apart some more of the jobs numbers from last week. And while wages were up 4% for all, they were actually up 10.3% for leisure and hospitality. Folks, this is part of the segment that got crushed. We've been hearing for a long time that they are having difficulty finding workers. Well, do you know what the cure is for not having enough workers? Raise the wages. And yes, folks, leisure and hospitality is up 10.3%. This will have a ripple effect just like Chipotle. Chipotle raised the hourly wage and then they raised the price of your burrito bowl. This is going to happen as well. This is why inflation is not transitory. There is a feedback loop. Uh, Jerome Powell is wrong, in my opinion. One of the things I am thinking about now as the world gets past this pandemic is who is going to taper first? Who is going to raise rates first? Uh, I think it was two or three weeks ago we saw South Korea uh, raise rates. But my question is, who's going to blink first? Is it the ECB, Europe, or will it be the U.S. and Jerome Powell? Uh, Jerome Powell supposedly is buying $120 billion. I think it's more, but hey, it is what it is. ECB is no slouch. They're buying $80 billion a month. So again, a lot of stuff going on. Europe has the highest inflation in decades, reported at 3%. What we wouldn't give for 3%, ours is over 5 seemingly, and I think going higher. So who will blink first? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with iBuyers. iBuyers had a record Q2, right? What would that be? April through June, they bought 15,000 homes. What's interesting about these 15,000 homes is they never made it on the MLS. It was never available inventory. Homeowner logs on, says, I want to sell my home. Zillow, Redfin, Open Door, Offer Pad comes out, gives them an offer, gone. It's one of the reasons we have low inventory is these houses. Now, again, 15,000 doesn't really make a blip, but it certainly talks about a trend. Next thing to talk about is taxes. If you don't know the UK, the Brexit, all of that stuff, they were talking about, you know, no new taxes, no new taxes for years. Lo and behold, they're going to have to pass or will need likely to pass a 1.25% tax on everyone's earned income. Is it earned income? Yes, earned income. So everybody is going to share this burden. Again, this tax is going to go in for national insurance. These are things that are coming in the U.S. We are going to have to raise taxes. It likely, in my opinion, will be on everyone. Uh, it may not be on earned income, but it will ripple through and impact everyone. Uh, that is the 
the fallacy of taxing the 1%, the 1% generally don't have income, right? Steve Jobs, right? The great example. I think the last five years, maybe seven years, he made a dollar. Good luck taxing a dollar, right? So again, there are things going on. And again, you have to pay for these programs somehow. Uh, and again, the UK is just one example. They need to pass a tax increase on everyone's earned income of a 1.25%. And then lastly, let's talk about Wall Street buying rentals, rental homes, single family homes. Yes, it is going on. It is going um, it's just happening. Do you know why? Well, frankly, it's the Fed. The Fed has taken rates so low that they can borrow it less. The Wall Street can borrow for less than 2%. Single-family homes are producing 7% plus. 7% plus. If you can borrow at 2 and earn 7 how much debt do you want? All of it is the only answer I will accept. Oh, by the way, single-family homes are outpacing apartments. Do you want to know why Wall Street is looking at single-family homes? Because the return is higher. It is that simple. The expected return from single-family homes, again, is north of seven. Apartments are six. Other industrial, like warehouses and the like, are sub-six. So if you're starving for yield and you can borrow it too, I mean, it's a very simple math, right? Borrow it to earn seven called positive carry, positive leverage. You win. So a lot of fun stuff going on today. Again, the daily financial news. Give us a thumbs up. Interact with us. What do you think? 1.99 or 4%? Yes, the puppy is now sleeping right there. Thank you for asking. Happy. I love that dog. 10 weeks? Almost, almost 11 weeks. So what do you think? 1.99 first or four? Comments below. Give me some thumbs up. Subscribe. Let's blow this channel up. And again, we have Anna Kelly at 8, Matt the Mortgage Guy at 9.30, and I have a surprise guest at, I think, 1 o'clock today? I don't know. Doing lots of stuff for you. Have a wonderful day. Bye.